Welcome everyone to the Two Dudes Rank Tunes Podcast. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper. And we are disturbed. We are disturbed. We are disturbed. We are turbed. We are turbed. So you might know us from the Ranking Presence Podcast. And we're trying something a little bit different. We're going to try ranking music. Musical oh, albums specifically. So just to give you all some background... Um, so we're not quite done with the maybe history podcast. We're still workshopping, trying yeah. to figure that out. We're thinking about maybe like doing like something a little like less like weekly for the history stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. like switching to like some monthly content to yeah. keep all of our people fed, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for this, we're going to be looking at musical albums and ranking them, ranking the songs within them. So to give you some background, so we both enjoy hard rock, some pop, pop punk stuff, and some a little bit of metal. Mm-hmm. I tend to like some of like you know death metal and doom metal, so a little bit heavier stuff. But Curtis, you're more you're also into some things I'm not necessarily yeah. into. So I, I I really like rap music. Um, nothing like super like niche. I mm-hmm. love like Eminem and Jay Z. Little Kanye, even though like he's an interesting person to say the least. <laughs> he's an artiste. He's the voice of a generation. Truly, truly. <laughs> okay, so this is a weird crossover, but I think I saw a tweet where he said him and Trump we both have dragon energy. <laughs> <laughs> and Trump responded, That's very cool, Kanye. <laughs> very cool. Very I cool. I was talking with Kanye. We came up with some good plans. We truly live in the most goonish timeline imaginable. We do indeed. But today we are ranking a Disturbed album. We are ranking Disturbed Indestructible. Indestructible is one of my personal favorite albums of all time. Yeah, I'd say it's one of my favorite Disturbed albums. I think it's a really good album. It was kind of like, other than 2000 Fist, it was kind of my introduction yeah. to Disturbed as a band. Yeah, it was definitely one of the earliest ones I really jammed to. And like, we'll get to it when we kind of like break down each song but there are a couple of these songs that are like incredibly personal to me yeah yeah so just to give you all some background we'll probably so we're going to rank a wide variety of genres oh yeah we'll probably end up ranking a lot of rock music but mm-hmm. we're going to expand a little bit so oh, I'm definitely going to get Brad to listen to an Eminem album at some mm-hmm. point I'm going to get him to listen to something real greasy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Well, let's do some background on the lead singer of Disturbed, David Draymond. David Michael Draymond. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was born to Jewish parents in Brooklyn of New York City on March 13th, 1973. And I'm just reading from his Wikipedia page. No his worries. father, YJ, had worked as a real estate developer and small business owner before he was arrested for embezzlement and sent to prison when I, David was 12 years old. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. YJ later became a candidate for the races of Mayor of Los Angeles in 2013, 2017, and 2022. And I'm assuming he didn't hasn't won any of those. Cause, what? Yeah, apparently he's like, I'm going to be Mayor of L.A. I feel like you have to be a little cartoonish to yeah. be Mayor of L.A. David's brother Benjamin is an ambient musician who lives in Israel. And I've actually heard David talk about this where he would go to like his brother's performances in uh, Jerusalem. But he said he'd take out all his jewelry so no one could recognize him. <laughs> nice. Uh, his grandmother, Ziona, is a Yemenite Jew whose family emigrated to Israel in the early 1900s. While not personally observant of their Jewish faith, Draymond's parents sent him to Orthodox schools, where he believed he was on the path to receive rabbinic ordination. He frequently spent time in Israel during his early life. He attended five Jewish day schools in Los Angeles, where he formed his first band the, in Fossman Yeshiva High School in Skokie, Illinois. Hmm. 
During his freshman year at uh, the Wisconsin Institute for Torah Study, he was asked to leave as he rebelled against the conformity. <laughs> but he just said, eh, I just wanted to be a normal teenage kid. Divide, divide, divide. divide. <laughs> Talk about that song later. <laughs> and they couldn't really stomach the rigorous religious requirements of life there. He also made it to be a bit resentful about his time in Jewish day schools, but nevertheless became trained as a Hazan cantor and encouraged his family to observe Shabbat, which is... The Sabbath, it's on Saturday, and we know a lot about that, being raised Adventist. Absolutely. Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, Seventh-day Adventist. So Draymond later enrolled at the Eda Crown Jewish Academy in Chicago and graduated from high school in 1991. In 1991 and 1992, he became romantically involved with the girl who used heroin and eventually killed herself, which would inspire a song from this album. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and on New Year's Day, 1992, he attempted to kill himself, but says he instead woke up later to find himself nearly frozen to death underneath a parked 1972 Oldsmobile Cutlass. After detoxing, he described having a moment of clarity and never used heroin again. So he used some heroin, almost almost OD. Yeah. After high school, he spent a year studying at the Yeshivas Neva Zion in Kirat Yiram on the outskirts of Jerusalem. After returning to the U.S. in 1992, Draymond commenced... Pre-law studies. Uh, why can't we escape law school? So for those who don't know, so we review rank presidents, and most presidents have enrolled at law school at one point or another. A lot of politicians do that. So we just can't get away from law school. <laughs> Initially considered to offer state law school, he realized that criminal defense law was the only area of law that interested him, which made him unwilling to pursue law because he knew he would not be able to really look himself in the mirror and say, I'm going to lie for a living and protect criminals. <laughs> And he wrote a song about that in Asylum. Yep. <laughs> During his university studies, he also worked as a bank teller and in phone sales. Can you imagine rolling up to the bank and seeing David Draymond? That would be amazing. <laughs> After graduating, he worked in, uh, let's see here, he worked as a administrative assistant in a healthcare facility for five years before joining Disturbed. Leaving that position strained his relationship with his grandfather, who was a traditional Hasidic Jew. Now, Disturb was actually found in 1994, but Draymond actually didn't come on until 1996. Oh. So, okay. So let's get into the ranking of the songs. Yep, but yep, before, the system. So how we're going to do this is we're going to give three takeaways from each songs, and then at the end we're going to give our personal ranking... And then we're going to give a score that we will average out to give the true ranking. Okay, so um, do we want to reveal the score we, we gave each song as we talk about it? Like, kind of like, so like, for example, like, oh, I uh -huh. gave this song a 12. Do we want to do that at the end? Or we want to talk about that as we talk about the songs? Hmm, that's a good question. Because I, like, I feel like it'd be easier if we talked about our personal, like, scores as we do, but, like, not our rankings. Yeah, I agree. Let's because, because like, oh, I really loved this song. I gave it, like, a 17. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds and good. And we're ranking, and we're rating them on a 20-point scale. Yes. And so let's go in order, I say, yeah, the songs. Yeah. That just makes the most sense. Yeah, that's how I wrote my notes. So I'll start, obviously, Indestructible. So that's the, that's the title song. <laughs> so do we want to go, like... You do all your points, I do all my points, or we want to go back and forth on our points? Let's go back and forth. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. As you can tell, we are very organized. <laughs> so, Indestructible. So, the first thing that really stood out to me is the World War II Blitz sound backing as the intro was really interesting. So, that was specifically from World War II. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the sense that it sounded like that because yeah. it had that same sound. Yeah. Now, it's kind of interesting because this song I looked up, it's about the American soldiers who yeah. died. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that that one is chosen. Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, my first my first point was about the intro as well. And uh, 
I, we'll talk about like the actual like meaning of the song. I think a little later. But uh, I asked a question for mm-hmm. my first one. Does the intro hurt the song's replay value for you? I don't think it hurts the replay value because I think it kind of hypes you up to yeah, listen to the it album. Does. It does. I like it when songs have an interesting when the very first song starts with a cool intro like that. Sabaton is all about that. Oh yeah, and we will be reviewing multiple Sabaton. Oh, albums. we will. We will. Yeah, I think that really gets you hyped. It's like, okay, I'm in the mood to listen to this album. Mm-hmm. And that depends. Like, some people, like, okay. Sometimes I like to just have a song on a playlist, and it's just that song. Sometimes I like to listen to the album all the way through. Yeah. So it really just depends on what your yeah. mood is. I feel like if you're listening to the album all the way through, the intro is, like, cooler than if you're, like, got it mixed up with, like, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, my second point was it has that strong intro and it maintains the tempo throughout. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it it's very ha- consistent. Yeah, it almost has like a machine gun tempo to mm-hmm. it. What, what was your what are thoughts that you have on that one? So my second one, I'm actually like highlighting a uh, a favorite verse or a favorite uh, line that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what me and Brad are gonna do is like. Mostly stick to like have like one lyric that stands out to us with each song. Yeah. Now we might pick multiple if like a song yeah. is like really like loaded with them. Yeah. But um, my uh, favorite line from this was um, my declaration embedded deep under the skin, a permanent reminder of how it began. Yeah, that's and, like, a good line. Specifically, what this means to me is like this is great workout motivation. This yeah. is a, like if you want to work out, listen to this freaking song. Yeah. Because like. Specifically to me, it reminds me of like, oh yeah, like I've, I've come so far since I started working out, and like um, I want to keep that momentum going and not like revert back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. And it, you will be shown how I've, I've become, become indestructible. indestructible. You're just gonna have to suffer through our. Singing We're gonna folks. be singing a lot on okay. here. So let's get in. I think the politics of this song. Oh, that's, we that's got my to. final point. Okay, like on this podcast, we're gonna be touching on religion, mm-hmm. politics. Whatever the song touches on, and whatever, however, it touches us. Yeah. So, okay. If you've ever seen the heard the song live, what David Draymond will do is they'll change into like camo gear, and he's wearing like the sleeveless camo <laughs> gear. It's it's, it, it's it, funny. It, it's funny and goodish, yeah. to be honest. So my main issue with the song is it feels like it could be used as a recruitment advertisement for the military. Yes. Like absolutely. I could just see this coming on because you know if you ever watch those ads, it's always like. You're doing this cool stuff. You never actually show shooting at people. You're no. just like, oh, you're running around doing cool stuff. Being a hero. And this, it sounds like this is like you get to be this cool, indestructible dude who will get to destroy all his enemies. Yeah. Which, to be frank, that isn't the experience of most soldiers. It's like this song is very like Nietzschean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, David Raymond was never in the army. Yeah. So I'm really kind of bothered by the almost propagandist element of it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, but what'd you what'd you think about it? Um, so we're gonna mention other disturbed albums during this discussion because like Indestructible is all of their albums are kinda linked in yeah. that some of the stuff they sing about conflicts. Yeah. Pretty it does. hardcore. It does. And I mean people grow over time and mm-hmm. they kind of reflect and like, oh, maybe I want to sing about something different and I kind of change my views. Um, but like in their newest album, Evolution they have the song um, "No More." Yeah, which is about or, no more war. Or it's, yeah, it's literally about no more war and like um, we won't, we don't want to be like the government's whores, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that just that just kind of like directly conflicts with this song. Yeah. And they 
sing, bo- and they usually sing both of them at their concerts. Yeah, it's, so it's, a, it's, it's it's interesting. It's a weird one. So I gave this one indestructible a thirteen out of twenty. So um, I have. Did you already do your third point? Yeah, that was my okay. third point of just so, the propaganda. So my third point um, was kind of my overall opinions. I thought it was a very solid opening song mm-hmm. for an album, um, and in terms of like how I would rate rate this to me anything above this song is really great yeah and this is this song is kind of the height of very good not very great for yeah me. yeah and uh so you gave it a 13 what, yes. what, what, what's the reasoning behind that so my main reason for, i like it i think there are stronger songs on this album yeah i mainly deducted points just because of that element within the lyrics yeah it's like eh, you know this this one just feels kind of yeah. Weird. Oh, and I think we should preface this by saying, me and Brad value different things about songs a lot of the time. Yeah. Brad is very much like, he. do you weight the lyrics the most? Is that the heaviest okay, weight for you? Okay, so it really depends from a song yeah. by song, but I have to really... There are songs I can listen to where I don't like the lyrics. Yeah, but oh, I tend—I'm a writer, so I yeah. rate lyrics very highly. Mm-hmm. If lyrics are poorly written, or I just find them kind of grating. Yeah, yeah, grating, or I don't want to use the term problematic, but just I don't personally like agree yeah. with what they're laying down. Mm-hmm. That can make it more difficult for me to enjoy I the got song. You. I got you. And what about you? So I weight the sound <laughs> the mm-hmm. heaviest. We're like. Um, if it's got a like a thumping like beat that I can really like move to, because I I usually listen to music when I'm in the car and when I'm working out. Yeah, same. That's the same yeah. for me. So um, I really like music that I can like really like grind it out to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, lyrics are definitely important for me, but not quite as important as like how the song sounds. Mm-hmm. So me and Brad's rankings probably probably the biggest difference you'll find between us and how we rate things is like that difference. Yeah. So what what score did you give it? I gave it a 15. Okay. Um, because uh so we have we have our scale. I'm just going to go ahead and like read it to the to the good people. So mm-hmm. 20 point scale. Yes. Um, 1 to 5 means this song sucks. Mhm. Uh, 6 to 10 means it's okay. Yes. 11 to 15 means it's solid, and 16 to 20 means it's a banger. Yes. So I thought that it was just on the cusp of a banger. Yes. And me. what I'm going to do is while we're doing this, I'm going to average them out Ooh, so that way we, can just, we yeah. can just have it already by the time it's over. Perfect. Okay. So do you want to lead us into Inside uh, the Fire? Okay. So before... I get into the points. I feel like we should kind of give the background to this song. Yeah, yeah. So this song, as we mentioned before in the Wikipedia, this is about his girlfriend when he was a teenager who was uh, destructive relationship. Yeah. She OD'd on heroin. Yeah, yeah. And obviously that is very traumatic no matter what age you're at. Oh, yeah. And like specifically like Inside the Fire, from the way I understand it and from what I've read, is sung from the perspective of the devil after like his loved one has passed away trying to convince david to commit suicide and obviously there's huge trigger warnings for this song yeah um and um basically like join her in hell yeah yeah because literally the first lyric of the song is devin uh devin one of eleven yeah i think okay one of eleven that ref i actually didn't put this in my point that references what percentage of people die the first time they OD? Yeah. So yeah. saying she's a statistic, essentially, yeah, yeah. one of 11. Yeah, and like how she's not going to go to heaven, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> so, yeah, what's, what's your first point on this song that you noticed? So, this song is incredible to me. It's very I good. I love this song. Mm-hmm. And it's a very heavy song. I've shown it to people that, like, I've introduced to Disturbed to and they really like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really like Disturbed, but, like, they don't really mess with this song because mm-hmm. of its themes and because of, like, the whole, like, kind of, like, really hardcore, like, devil literally trying to convince you to, like, commit suicide is really, really intense. Yeah, for and sure. I, and I understand people, like, not being able to, like, cope with that. Yeah, or um, just not enjoying that subject yeah, matter. Exactly. I mean, no one enjoys well, the yeah, subject yeah, matter, but yeah. but being able to, like, get something out yeah. of it. And, um, but, and even when I first heard this song, I was, like, 15, 16. That, first, was, about, that was about yeah. the same age. And the first time I heard it, I was like, that's too much for me. That was the same thing. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this song is really catchy. Yeah. I don't really like the material, but it's so catchy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the more I listen to it, the more I realize, like, this song freaking shreds mm-hmm. musically. Yeah. And, um, number one... This is the most powerful song about processing grief I've ever heard, personally. Yeah, so my first point is just, thinking on the intro, this has a better intro than Indestructible for me. Oh yeah, 100%. It's, it, starts, it starts grinding, then you hear the evil laughter, yeah. and then just hits. Ooh, it, it, when it hits, it hits, and like we've both heard it live multiple times, and it is immaculate live. It is very good. So, so what was your second point for us? So, it was hard for me to come up with a favorite lyric. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, honestly, and like it's not the deepest lyric at all. But yeah. it's in the bridge when um, when David just screams out, Take me away, yeah! Yeah. And um, there's a couple different ways you can interpret this within like mm-hmm. the, the, the song itself. Um and I'll get to, like, my interpretation of the overall song at yeah. my third point, but, like, um, I see this as kind of a turning point for the song, where, like, regardless of, like, what the devil is telling him, like, he makes a decision at that point. Yes. And uh, it just, once he, once he like, screams that, and then the freaking guitar solo kicks in, yeah. this song has an incredible guitar solo. It does. Oh, my gosh. It does. So my point was, I wrote, this song had really had a simultaneously diabolical demonic energy that's combined with a fast pace and catchy melody. Yep, yep. You can really see, I could see in my head, this devil standing before a portal, like, egging the protagonist on. Yeah. And one thing I really liked is, there was a dichotomy, I'm just going to read the lyric and then talk about it. Mm -hmm. As she begins to turn cold for the final time, you will shiver till you deliver, you remember it all that it fill your mind again. I thought it was interesting how there was a dichotomy between Devin's body growing cold and the singer shivering from geef, grief yeah. and the fire and heat awaiting him in hell. Yeah, there's like a really hard contrast there. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, lyrically. Yeah, kind of, kind of like saying, like, um, you can only, like, escape this coldness through death itself. Yeah. Through, through like, the warmth of hell, basically. Yeah, yeah. So what, what was your last point you had on so, this one? So, okay, um... I guess the biggest reason I was able to, like, really come around on this song in terms of, like, listening to it, like, often is this song has always been about triumph over grief to me. Mm-hmm. Because, like, knowing, like, the background of David Draymond and the background of this album, this ba- this album is about, like, basically David, like, going through the most traumatic experiences, like, back to back to back in his life. Yeah. And there will be songs that we talk about later that 
explore that further. Yeah. Um, but he didn't go through with it ultimately. Yeah, definitely. He, he like achieved like a level of clarity after like this horrendous, horrible thing that should never happen happened. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that like he was victorious over like being tempted by the devil basically. Yeah. One thing I really like is I like how it showed a different side of depression and yeah. how sometimes you it's more of you getting dragged down by something someone else did. Yeah, yeah. Whereas sometimes you're part of a really like destructive relationship where the person, you know, takes their own life and how that can affect you and make you feel like, well, maybe I doesn't feel like I should live either. So yeah. it's a very interesting angle to that. Mm-hmm. So what score did you give this one? I mean... This is a top two, top three Disturbed song for me. And Disturbed is my favorite band mm-hmm. of all time. So I gave this song a perfect 20. I did as well. Nice. So this, I mean, that shouldn't come for any surprise. This no, one no. is going to be the th- top th- one. Th- this song is an absolute banger. It's a very good Stone one. Stone cold banger. Like, mm-hmm. me and Brad like jam to this song together all the time when we're yep. on road trips. Yep. And it's just great. It's a great one. So turning the table from the two singles on the album, let's talk about Deceiver. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Should we talk about the music videos, since that was the two singles? Sure, go ahead. Um, They were goonish. (laughs) Yeah. Disturbed music videos, they're they're not the best. So, like, Indestructible is very forgettable. It's literally just them, like, dancing around a battlefield, basically. Yeah. The Inside the Fire one is wild. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, they use, like, some monster movie like special effects like on this like dead corpse because like basically the the music video is about like um david like um coming in and like seeing like the trigger warning for this description of the, of the music video of his significant other who's like hung herself mm-hmm. and i'm interested to hear like why they chose to like to portray that instead of her like ODing like what actually mm-hmm. happened it might have been just too close to like yeah. what, what he experienced he didn't want to like re-trigger that which yeah. I totally understand or maybe that's just a more understood yeah, yeah. suicide it, it's better to like yeah without like actual like dialogue um, but then like the song is basically about him like cleaning and embalming the body and like the bathtub and like um, all this heavy music in the background and like it is really over the top Mm. I've, I I I wish that they had gone a little more subtle with it, just a little bit. Yeah, some bands just are not very good at music videos. And unfortunately, Disturbed is one that I okay. There is one. There, there is, is one. one music video that is an absolute stone. It's not on this anger album, though. But we and we will not be discussing. No, we will not. Okay, so let's move on to Deceiver. So my first point about the song is. I thought this song was kind of flexible hmm. because it could be about anyone. So it's oh, about yeah. you know someone who lies to you. I thought it could be about like a politician, maybe yeah. religiously, or even a lover. So Absolutely, it's a very flexible song. So what did you think? So um, this, so there are two songs on this album that are what I like to call getting over heartbreak songs for me. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. And this is one that like has happened to me within the last like five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I feel like people process, like, grief and sadness differently. Mm-hmm. I typically skew towards, like, kind of, like, the angry emotional songs. Yeah. Um, kind of, like, disturbed. Um, and, like, this song is obviously talking about, like, how um, someone deceives you and what 
and sometimes you never find out why mm-hmm. and like that lack of closure and like kind of like it has kind of the underlying theme of like you have to find your own closure sometimes like mm-hmm. someone else is not going to give you closure mm-hmm. no matter how much like yeah. you, you think about it and like our minds are cyclical that way and another thing this is all the first point <laughs> um and another thing that this song reminds me of is oftentimes when like a relationship ends or like a, a friendship goes toxic or like anything happens mm-hmm. in our lives um sometimes our own demons manifest in our minds disguised as another person Mm -hmm. and i don't mean to say that like oh yeah these people are like evil but like sometimes like our own problems with ourselves are are uh, kind of projected as these other people in our minds like for example like um i like i had someone that i um had a relationship with at some point Mm -hmm. and um i always felt like oh yeah like i can't really be myself around them they can't be themselves around me so Mm -hmm. like in my mind like this person is kind of like my own insecurity manifested you know yes so there's a lot of times we will project sort of what our own problems are and someone else and a lot sometimes that projection can be a self-fulfilling prophecy absolutely they'll start acting the way that you expect them to act Mm -hmm. or even maybe sometimes i might interpret what they're doing a certain way just because i expect that. yeah and i think it's important like when you're listening to like really heavy music like this when you're like going through something is like um feel your emotions but also, like, be mindful mm-hmm. about, like, how you're feeling. Yeah. So, I thought this song really felt like a continuation of Inside the Fire, or perhaps mm. looking at the other side of it. Oh, okay. And so, so, kind of like... Kind of like... Like uh, a sequel. Yeah. Inside the Fire is, like, when you're in it, and this is when you're more, like, kind of, like, reflecting back on yeah. it. And perhaps it's looking at how the previous relationship was literally eating him alive, and I'm going to read this verse. A mortal enemy has been revealed to me. How a kind wasn't able to see another vampire gain a fix from sucking up my life. An evil entity had taken hold of me, ripped out my heart, and started to feed. I still remember then I thought that all you were eating was my pride. That was my favorite lyric, too. Yeah, so it kind of, like, ties into the la- the previous songs about the devil. And, yeah, you know. yeah, and, and kind of, like, having, like, something in your life that just feels like it's draining your energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my last point was, I thought the bridge segment was interesting because the the bridge, okay, Disturbed is sort of weird genre-wise because it started out as new metal and it sort of moved past that to more just hard rock. Yeah. But the bridge segment felt like a black metal song. It so, did. It, yeah. I, I love the bridge to mm-hmm. this song. Yeah. Overall, I'd say the song is better than I remember it. Yeah, yeah. This this song definitely like gets better with age for, for me and... Mm-hmm. My third point was that, um, this is just something that popped into my head at the time. I was like, this song could also be interpreted as, uh, the poor dude not picking up on any hints. That's possible. <laughs> you deceived me! <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Disturbed, okay, we'll talk more about this later. Disturbed yeah. can sometimes get a little, uh, not necessarily cringy. No. But it, it like... Tiptoes on that line. Like, like sometimes, like it can come across as a little incelly. Let's just 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 a smidge. (laughs) So, so I gave it a score. I thought it was pretty good. I gave it a score of seventeen. What did you give it? Ooh, I'm actually a surprise that you gave it. Yeah, I I just really like the beat. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to be the first one we really differed, but I gave it a sixteen. I thought it was like definitely in the banger category for this album. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good one, all Mm -hmm. things considered. Okay, so moving on to the next song, The Night. The Night. Now, this is 
this is one of the earliest Disturbed songs that I listened to and like really liked. Because mm-hmm. um, like it, this this one kind of like goes down easy, you know. It does, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so my first my first point to it, unless you wanted to give any background to it. Oh no, go right ahead. Um, this song is pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, honestly, I just thought this is a fun, edgy Halloween song. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was similar to my point. This feels like it's an intro to a Castlevania game. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it, it, it's literally about just, like, giving in to, like, the darkness and, like, letting, like, it take hold of you. Riku! <laughs> Riku! <laughs> darkness! <laughs> Come with me, Sora. Yeah. Um, and bouncing off of that, my favorite lyric from this is, uh, Dark Maiden taking hold of my hand, lead me away from hibernation. <laughs> I was just, yeah, my second point was, I think it fits well David Dream's common theme of dark music being a way to express yourself mm-hmm. or purge the darkness from yourself. Yeah, and that? I think that, like, one of, okay, if you're feeling down and going through a rough time, listen to The Light by Disturbed. Yes. That literally, like, kind of explains, like, everything that, like, they're overall about. Yeah, yeah. And I was just, my last point was, it definitely contains that message of, you know, be your own savior, kind of. That's that's sort yeah. of a common theme among yeah. Disturbed. And, yeah, we will definitely go, come back to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my third point was actually criticism of this song. Okay, what's your criticism? I wish there was a vocal bridge to break up the monotony. Because yeah. this song is pretty repetitious. It can be. I, I definitely liked it probably a little bit better than you, because I gave it a 16. What'd you give it? I gave it a 13. I still thought it was good, just not in my upper tier for the for the album. Yeah. And, like, th- this is one of those songs that, like, I really liked at the time, but now I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, moving on, we have Perfect Insanity. Oh, this, this is song, This man. is an interesting one. I so, love this song. My first point was, this one feels very similar in tone to their first album, The Sickness. Yeah, and it does. So, to go back to music videos, and one of their... I think it's in Down With The Sickness, it has David Draymond's in a straitjacket. Mm-hmm. So, I could see him in a straitjacket for this entire song. Oh, yeah. And uh, my, uh, my first point is actually, like... Um, my favorite lyric from the from the song, and that's deprivating, isolating all that I feel, leaving me with images I know are not real. <laughs> I just I love the flow of this song, yeah, man. Yeah. So there are a lot of songs about going nuts. Yeah. And here, okay, here's my Chris song. This one doesn't seem all that different. No, that's fair. I can't argue yeah. with that. I'm going to give a very hot take for this. So okay, the band Skillet. <laughs> Skillet. So they have a song called Circus for a Psycho. Oh, man. And I feel like that song might be a little bit better than this one. Okay, okay, okay. So we forgot to tell one important part of this podcast at the top. Yeah. Me and Brad are allowed two how dare yous. Okay. Because we're obviously going to disagree at certain <laughs> points, but sometimes someone someone's disagreement is so egregious that yeah. you got to yell out, how dare you? And I'm sure I'll have a few how and dare I'm, yous. I'm spending it, my first one on this one, yep. because that's BS. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's your final point on this song? <laughs> so, um, actually, I have two more points. Okay. Uh, Point number two, um, my favorite part of this song is actually not lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's that drum kicks mm-hmm. after the first chorus. Mm-hmm. And I love that moment. And, like, it just, I love, I, I can't even put into words how much I love that part. Yeah. Um, and my third point is, this is not the deepest 
But I love the instrumentation so much on this yes. song. Yes. My last point was, this song has all the elements of the Disturbed song, but there's no secret sauce, <laughs> don't you know? <laughs> the sauce is there! There's no sauce at all. It's and, dry. I, and I also gotta say, uh, that bridge gets me every time, because like I love when Disturbed slows it down and like goes to like... Because like, their mascot is this big old dude with chains and a hood and teeth. And he's called the guy. His name is the guy, and... Like, when they, like, switch to, like, this kind of, like, demonic version. I think they just modulate Draymond's voice, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love it uh, in the bridge when they're like, secret thoughts inside me wake. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. It's edgy and fun. It is fun. What's your, okay, what's your score of this one? 17. I gave it an 8. Oh! Oh! Yeah, wow. Good I... lord, man! <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, that that's one. that's a tough one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be struggling with that one. For oh a while. yeah, you'll be struggling. <laughs> okay, but we're moving on to a different one. Haunted. Ooh, Curtis, what's what's your doctor. first point on this one? Um, so my first point is this is the most melodramatic song on an album full of them, and I love it for that. Yeah. So <laughs> so to go back to the Castlevania point, this feels like an intro to like a really scary movie slash game. Like, yep. You get the sense of, like, okay, you're going out on Halloween, and you can just hear this happening. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. think, yeah, this one is, if the intro is really good. I like it, again, not as good as Inside the Fire, but I think it's better than Destructible. No, I, I definitely agree. Like, Indestructible is kind of just mid for this album. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, my, so my second one, this is actually the second Getting Over Heartbreak song. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, this song is about trying to escape someone dripping with toxicity. Because yeah. like, it's kind of like um, you have someone in your life who, like, their whole sphere is toxic. Mm-hmm. Like, the people that, like, influence them are, like, really, like, destructive and, like, yeah. it makes them destructive. And, like, it's kind of like a chain reaction. Yeah. Where, like, you just want to escape this whole cycle. Yeah. I think that's interesting because I feel like I got that, but we might have interpreted things slightly differently. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I'll skip to my last point. I thought it was interesting. They use the haunted idea as a way to showcase social isolation itself. Mm. Like the fact, I'm haunted by your world. Mm-hmm. I almost got the sense of like he's looking at the world around him and like all these parasites and all these people and he just oh. feels like he's in a horror film almost. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit like, it kind of reminds me of like the silent voice then where like the yeah. main character is kind of like really like socially like traumatized yeah so what was was your last point on this one so my last point was uh, my favorite lyric which is show no emotion and it can destroy your soul that's a good one like i love that because like amidst like a song that's like really dark and like really like scary Mm -hmm. um it uh kind of like drops a little wisdom in there where like if you like hold it all all the emotions in then like you're never gonna like feel whole Mm -hmm. and uh Sub point, this is my favorite bridge on the whole album. Hot, Maybe it's a hot take. It's I a, love this bridge. It's a really... And I was going to point out, this song kicks into high gear after the intro, oh, which I it love. it does. It does. So, I gave it a really high score. Me I too. gave it a 19. I gave it a 19, too. Oh, nice. So All right. All is, is forgiven. Ni- it is a 19. All is forgiven. Yes. At once. All right. So, we're moving right along here right. to right. enough. So, um... I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the next three songs slowed the album down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just, just just a smidge, okay? Like, uh, we, we definitely got some interesting things to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you want to go first with your point? Yeah, yeah. So this one thematically feels like 
is like, okay, here's a summary of everything we've heard so yeah, far. Yeah, li- literally, this this song is like a thesis statement. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just going to read you the lyrics. We don't want them who want everything. We've stolen in the suffering, you know, inside the fire. Yep. We've told them to want everything, but use caution what they believe. And the haunted yep. deny everything. Yep. Controlling the suffering when they're broken, lost everything. They're so much easier to lead. Take their hope away. Take their life away. When your soul is frozen inside the fire, is that enough? When your heart is broken a thousand times with every moment, is that enough? So it's kind of like, okay, let's just summarize all these past songs. I'm yep, like, yep, okay, yep. whatever. My favorite part of the song is when he's like, haven't we suffered enough? Haven't we suffered mm-hmm. enough? Yeah. That's that's fun. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's definitely one of the more forgettable songs. Yeah. Me. I was going to say, the instrumentals are very okay. Yep. Yep, that's fair. Nothing about them particularly stands out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, I I am like definitely biased towards this album, so I did end up giving it a 10 out of 20, being just okay, but yeah. I totally understand you rating it lower. I actually that. gave it a 9, okay. so we were pretty close. Not too bad, not too bad. I'll yeah, take it. That's not too bad at all. So. But yeah, it's it literally the song is about like... Um, kind of david like oh i'm going through all this horrible stuff in my life like back to back to back like haven't i suffered enough yeah exactly and like we've all been there where like you kind of go through like a murphy's law type situation where like man everything sucks right now yeah exactly but now we're moving on to the curse so curtis what you got for us for the curse as your first point Uh, my first point is my favorite lyric is uh where he kind of posits the question will my inner strength get me through it somehow Mm -hmm. and i like that because like when you're going through a tough time, like, you're kind of split between, like, um, do I need to seek help for this, or will kind of, like, my inner growth kind of just push me through yeah. it? So maybe I've just been playing a lot of Dark Souls recently. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can love video game references, but this one gave me big Dark Souls Ooh, vibes. Ooh, I, I, I like that. I can see just uh, an undead struggling and going through the curse of undeath, mm. just going along the song. This would, this would make a fine... Uh, Dark Souls Ambi. Okay, here, I also want to posit this. Mm-hmm. I think that if we award a song a 20, yeah. that means it's at the level of, I would like to make an AMV with this exactly. song. Exactly. <laughs> Animated music video for those who don't know. Yeah, basically you cut up scenes of something real nerdy and you put it to a song and we love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be an anime, but can also be just, you know, some other animated yep. property. Yep. Could be a video game. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, what was, what was your other point about this? Um, so, I love songs about looking into the abyss and saying, F you, I'm going to endure this. Yeah. This is definitely one of those songs where it's like um, kind of reflecting on like the curse. I mean, and you could apply the curse to anything, whether yeah. it be like problems you're going through or like inner demons you struggle yeah. with. But it definitely, like, I like that the song has a little bit of a unique beat. Yeah. It's not the most memorable song off the album, but it does have a unique vibe. Yeah. I really like... This song has a very fast-paced lyrically. Like, he is just singing the song very fast. Mm -hmm. And my last point I was going to say is this one... Okay, After Enough, which is kind of like... This this is the first one that made me sit up and actually, like, really get into it. Okay, okay. And I think it really fits in well lyrically with the theme of the rest of the album of overcoming great darkness, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I gave it a 14. I gave it an 18. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, I respect it. I respect yeah, it. Yeah, So, but we're moving on to Torn. And now I'm Torn! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first thing I gotta say is like, okay, 
this album is kind of references its own songs within it. Yeah, I'm just going to really read this does. album. There's still a fire inside, and we know we're going to let it burn. You know, inside the fire. Yep, you know how it yep, goes. Yep, A lot of fire. Yeah. <laughs> and Apparently, I mean, they really like fire. Yeah, and I mean, the album cover, like, the guy is on fire. So Yeah, he's, he's on fire. You know, that's that's just how it goes. What, what other things do you have to say about this song? Um, the best part of this song is the guitar solo for me. And the harmony at the end is also fun, because like, you don't really get to mm-hmm. see harmonies much in Disturbed Yeah, songs. my only two points was, this is much slower than the rest of the songs so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, my second point was, there's a stretch of songs here that are just like, man, life sucks, but we gotta pull through. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing I really liked about this song was the solo. Yeah, yeah. That was my main thing. Yeah. And uh, my favorite lyric from this one was, there's still a fire inside. That's a good one. But I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's one of those, like, put it on a poster. Yep. <laughs> I'm just gonna say this one. I gave a seven. <laughs> yeah, I gave it an eight. So yeah, this one. Not far. I was just not. A, I was just not a fan of this one. Mm-hmm. So, but now, why don't you start us off? Because this one, I know you're quite the fan <laughs> of this one. So I'm just gonna come out and say it. That reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch. I was like, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Criminal is my favorite Disturbed song. Okay. Ever. Yeah. Now. Um, now, if someone were to ask me, what is objectively the best Disturbed song? I would probably say Inside the Fire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This, however, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. There's and, there's yeah. lots of songs like that absolutely. that might be my favorite, but yeah. yeah, it's not the best one. And, like, my first point is, like, this song just absolutely shreds. Mm-hmm. I remember um, I had a friend who I was listening to Disturbed with in the summer of 2012, and he was like, hey, listen to Criminal. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it all summer, and it was magical. And yeah, it's a great song. What's your first point? So lyrically, I thought it fit in very well with "Inside the Fire and Deceiver." It has very yeah. similar themes of like you know being deceived by yeah. someone and feeling weird as a result of that. Yeah, and kind of like saying like um, sometimes I just wish like I'd be put out of my misery, and like this kind of like these emotions make me feel like a criminal, like an other, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my my favorite lyric from this is, What power will enable me to bury my vision? Yeah. I thought the bridge was the best part oh, of the song. It's so good. <laughs> now, you want to know? You want to know? You want to call oh, me a... Yeah, we're not sure what, how we're going to use language in this we re- uh, podcast, we, so we'll, we'll figure it out. We're really feeling it out. We'll, yeah. we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. <laughs> and so what was your last point about this? Because I've got a last point. Yeah, I love the desperation in David's voice mm-hmm. in the song. Because, like, I feel like... He, he definitely, like you said, had that in Inside the Fire, too. But yeah. he was also singing from a different perspective. I yeah. feel like this criminal could almost be like interpreted as like the Inside the Fire is like the devil's perspective. Criminal is David's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just going to say, so at, since this album is all about being indestructible. Yep. And the face of everything you throw, that the world throws at you. But it looks at that angle from different perspectives. Yeah. I felt like the song was the most defeatist mm, yeah, oh, out absolutely. of all of them because yeah. obviously you have all sorts of different emotions when you're yeah. trying to deal with all these things. Yeah, like this is this is almost like in the grieving process, like acceptance. Where yeah. like, oh man, like I just gotta accept like this horrible stuff is happening to me. Yes. So, what score did you give your favorite song? I had to give it a twenty. I totally understand if you were significantly lower. I gave though. it a fourteen. Okay, so, that's fine. I mean, not not too far off, but you know, a little less. I, I knew that my ranking would bump it up a little bit on the ranking, so yep. I had to do it. But now we have <laughs> the... Okay. Oh, okay, this, okay. This friggin' song. We're talking about Divide. And here's the thing about Divide. 
Now, Divide is a fun song. It's a fun song. But it is a dumb song. It's real stupid. Like, okay, uh, my first point is, this one definitely feels like one I would have loved as a teenager. Like, if I had heard the song <laughs> as a teenager, I'd have been like, yeah, man, this is the best one. Yeah, my first point was, this is an absolute edgelord song. It, yep. it screams, I'm a free thinker. <laughs> yep, I'm a free thinker. You can't control me. <laughs> okay, and I'm just going to read my my favorite lyric. I wonder if we were the same. My own individuality is so unique. <laughs> I'm one impressive mo effer yep, now, yep. wouldn't you say? <laughs> this line just, like, when I was listening to this, I just started laughing. Yep, yep, yep. Like, this, this <laughs> line just sent me. Yeah, like, it was... <laughs> That that MFR line just gets me every time. Yeah. So okay. What, what's weird is like this is like a song about being a free thinker, but like it's incredibly cynical too. Yeah. Like yeah. and I, I wrote I definitely don't like at this stage of my life vibe with the cynicism in this song. Mm-hmm. So okay. My last point is to compare it to another band. If you ever listen to Hailstorm, mm, good, so good, and I, good. I love Hailstorm, but. Same. Hailstorm kind of has a certain thing lyrically of like edgy songs, and this felt the most Hailstormy esque. Yeah, I could see that. Which I don't think necessarily is a good thing because Disturbed, I don't feel like is at their best when they're just being edgy no, for edgy no, sake. They're, they're not. They're not. So yeah, but I, I like this song well enough. So did you have anything to say about it? No, this song's a nine for me. This one was a twelve, so we were okay. pretty close to yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but. Now we're moving on. Let's get back to some tough themes. <laughs> the very last song, Facade. So tell me a little bit about what you thought of this song. Um, so the first thing that stood out to me was a lyric. Um, and this song is basically about a, uh, I mean, specifically a woman mm-hmm. in an abusive relationship. And kind of like thinking about how to get, in, get out of it. Specifically yeah. like um, at what point she should like murder her significant other. Mm-hmm. Because like. I assume he's a he, and he's very abusive. Mm-hmm. And so the the lyric that stood out the most to me was like, "Well, it, they, he uses the term him in it, like she'll she'll find yeah, freedom yeah, and yeah, 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 that, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's the lyric. If he raises his hand again, yeah, yeah. I didn't need to assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> if he raises his hand again, she'll find freedom in killing him, mm-hmm. which is like, daggum. That's that's hardcore. Yeah." So this one feels way more specific yeah, than the other songs. It does. It does. This See, is definitely based off of something specific in like David's experience. Yeah. Where the other songs, they could be about a variety of things, whereas this one is very upfront in what it's about. And okay, I'll I'll save my other thoughts for my next point. But what other points do you have? Um, I really like the guitar solo on this song because mm-hmm. it has. I don't know how to quite describe it. It has a vague Middle Eastern vibe. Yeah, it does have that. Yeah, that I really dig. Yeah. I was going to say, so it's an intriguing topic, but it's a bit odd as a final song Mm -hmm. since we're talking about someone else rather than the singer. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say, so, okay, I think this is a very, not a good subject matter, but it's it's an important subject matter to tackle. Absolutely. But the thing is, like, unless that's something specifically you went through, it's gonna you're gonna have trouble really vibing with this yeah, song. Empathizing it's kind of, yeah, it. it's and plus it's just kind of a weird song to listen to. It's like, okay, I'm listening about like an abused woman who's thinking of killing her abuser. Like, that's not a song I typically want to listen to while I'm running, you know. <laughs> but you could also make the argument that, like, do you want to listen to a song about the devil convincing you to kill yourself? But that one's catchy, you see. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Exactly. That song yeah. is just so freaking yep. catchy. You're not wrong. And, like, yeah. facade is not as catchy. Yeah. And once again, this fits the indestructible theme since the woman is indestructible despite all she goes mm-hmm. through. So. Yeah, my third my third point was just 
to all like the victims of like domestic abuse out there, we believe you and we love you. Mm-hmm. So I gave this one a ten, I right it, in the middle. Yeah, I gave it eleven. Okay. So let's let me. So I've been tabulating. So in Ooh, case you heard me doctor. clicking, I've been tabulating. But we have one tie, so we'll have to decide. Oh that. no! I was hoping we were gonna at least get a few albums put away before we had ties. Okay. So let's start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. At the very bottom, with a score of seven point five, we have Torn. Yeah, that's the worst song off this album. Yep. Coming up next, we have Enough at nine point five. Yep. Yeah. Not very yep. good. And then we have a tie. Facade and Divide are both 10.5. Yeah, because, I mean, on my personal rankings, Divide is second from the bottom and Facade is fourth from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, that one's... So, um... So, what What do you... Which do you prefer between those two? I probably prefer Divide. And I prefer Facade. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, okay. How about how about we make a rule? Yeah, if they're if they're tied, we just leave them together. Because yeah, there, there's no real way I, to I'm like. I'm cool work. with that unless the top two songs are tied. Yeah, unless the top two songs are tied, then we have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. We have to make an argument. Coming up above the Sod and Divide is Perfect Insanity at twelve point five. How dare you, sir? How <laughs> dare you? How dare you enjoy that song so much? That song has no sauce. <laughs> it's got the sauce. And this one is surprising. Indestructible num at fourteen points. Yeah. It's it's just I mean, I like that song. Yeah. It's not yeah. Not not my favorite. Next, we have The Night at 14.5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we have The Curse with 16. Okay. Deceiver at 16.5. Ooh. And now the top three. Coming to number three, we have Criminal with 17 points. Nice. That's the that's the Curtis bump. Haunted with at 19 points. And, of course, Inside the Fire at number one with a perfect 20 score. Heck yeah. Let's go. So, yeah, I don't think, like... Other than Perfect Insanity, I don't think we disagreed that hard about any of yeah, the no, others. Yeah, no, other than that, it was like, if there was a big gap, it was like three or four points. Yeah, yeah. I was actually pretty surprised that we were pretty in lockstep with it. Yeah, I think the big thing is, I probably, I liked uh, The Night, I liked The Curse more than you did. Yeah, and, yeah, and, mm. what did you give The Night? Uh, the Night, I gave, so let's go, I gave 16 out of 20 points. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, I'll just go through mine. Uh, I had Torn, Divide, Enough, Facade, The Night, The Curse, Indestructible, Deceiver, mm-hmm. Perfect Insanity, Haunted, Inside the Fire, Criminal. Okay, so I'll go through mine. Inside the Fire, Haunted, The Curse, Deceiver, The Night, Criminal, Indestructible, Divide, Facade, Enough, Perfect Insanity, and Torn. Perfect <laughs> Insanity was second from oh, the bottom. Oh. <laughs> I am offended. Very offended. <laughs> okay. But, so here's how we're going to do this. Yep. So we're going to trade off which one of us picks the next album we're going to go through and rank. Which we, Curtis doesn't know. Obviously, I picked this album. Yes. So the next album we are going to rank is, mm-hmm. dr- drum roll please, the album 1X by 3 Oh, let's go. Oh, I'm hyped. I'm See, hyped. Okay. Because here's the thing. That was both of our sort of middle school to early high school edgy music. Who didn't listen to One X in middle school? I want to know. This song, this album has everything. It's got, yep. it's got emo music. Yep. It's got some really overplayed stuff. Yep. It's it, got stuff with a little bit of metal energy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of butt rock. Just yep, smidge. Yep, 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 yep. So I think this one is going to be fun. So I'm really hyped. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this. I had an absolute blast. And please stay tuned for the next episode. We are Two Dudes Rank Tunes. And I'm Brad. And I'm Curtis. And stay ranking. Rank!